Hi, everyone. The following podcast is a Direct Message Network and Podcast One production. We are directly to your favorite stars. I like a bed that's really firm. I need something a little softer than that. Rest easy. With the Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed, you can both adjust your comfort with your Sleep Number setting. Can it really help me fall asleep faster? Yes, by gently warming your feet. Okay, but can it help keep us asleep? It senses your movements and automatically adjusts to keep you effortlessly comfortable. Sleep Number, proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. Don't miss our New Year's special. The Queen Sleep Number 360 C2 Smart Bed is only $899, plus special financing, only for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. All right, guys, if you're like me, um, you like free stuff. And I have a free sample for you guys to try this week um, from OxyClean Odor Blasters. I don't know about you guys, but uh, our place has been getting a little funky uh, because we're doing some working out out in the garage and we're bringing all, obviously, our our clothes in. uh, And they're just nasty, at least mine are. Uh, and we've got a couple dogs who, you know, are all around the house and they are also nasty sometimes, but OxyClean has, has done magic for me. Uh, these little odor blasters, they just blast away the funk, uh, that you would imagine is, is in my workout clothes and on the dog's blankets and on the rugs, uh, and everything else that they touch. So if, uh, if you got some of that going on in your life and, uh, you want to rid it with something that's super powerful, uh, and will just blast away that funk. Uh, I got something for you for you to try. So you've got to try OxyClean Odor Blasters for yourself. To work your magic with OxyClean, go to OxyClean.com slash try me and order a free sample. That's OxyClean.com slash try me, T-R-Y-M-E, for a free odor blaster sample while supplies last. This is Adulting Like a Mother Father. Thanks for tuning in to learn more. We applaud you. Now sit back, relax. So baby, keep it pushing while we have a couple laughs. And maybe get a little mushy. But don't forget to take a deep breath. Adulting can be hard sometimes. Just take the next step. Pick the right foot up and put it in front of the left. You do this over and over and you'll be headed to rest. And let me introduce you to the star of the show, Daniela Monet. I bet you probably heard her say, Chicago, Chicago. Well, now she's all grown up and got a little baby boy. His name is Gio. Dang, what a bundle of joy. We're a tribe of three, but we're building a community. So come along. It's time for some adulting. Welcome back to Adulting Like a Mother Father. Sitting in the car edition. That's right. I'm Danielle Monet, the mother. And I'm Andrew, the father. And we're both... Sitting in a car. Adults! <laughs> um, welcome to the show, everyone. This is going to be a fun one. We're sitting in the car because we needed some peace and quiet. <laughs> yeah, we don't own our own house anymore. <laughs> no, Gio's napping. We've got the monitor. We're just in the driveway. And um, we just needed some like sanity time, some time for just us. And we're excited to talk about all things adulting today. We don't have a guest, which is going to be interesting because I'm calling you the guest of the show today. Okay, why? We'll get to that in a bit. But (laughs) before that, let's get to our adulting wins and fails. Hit me. Okay, so I'm going to start. I'm going to start negative and I'm going to go positive. Go for it. The negative is, um, you know, maybe I talked about this. I hadn't had a drink in like a month, month and a half. It's not like I drink a whole lot. I just don't like... I said no more for a month as I was launching Drew Coffee because I felt like it altered my state of mind for at least a day or two afterwards, right? So I just wanted to be focused and get through it all. So we did that. We made it. Um, So I had a drink. I celebrated Thanksgiving with the drink and might have had drinks two days in a row. And not that that's a problem, 
But my fail is I'm working out that that's a problem for me. Yeah. It's not like I'm an addict or anything like that. Like I, I don't need it. It's just even after I had one drink, I had one glass of tequila. Mind you, it was a good sized glass of tequila mm-hmm. on Thursday. And like I felt mildly depressed when I woke up on Friday. And I was like, yeah, this is not the business. Yeah. So then what did I do? On Saturday, I had a few more beers and then woke up Sunday feeling mildly depressed again. It's just weird how now at 32, it affects me the way that it does. And I struggle with that a little bit because I'm like, oh, it felt like yesterday where I could I could crush 12, 15 beers in a night and play beer pong until three in the morning. You know, it's just not the case anymore. We are now adulting like mother fathers. I guess that's what comes with the territory. Yeah. And it's funny, too, because I'll see people, especially moms on social media, being all up in their wine. Just I, I've never been that type. But in a weird way, I've always wanted to know what it felt like to have a vice like that. Yeah. Not even a vice, just like something that you can turn to that makes you feel comfortable. I feel that way with coffee because I'm much more of like I like the energy rather than I like feeling lack of energy. Yeah, and that, for sure. Yeah. I'll tie that Which into Which is probably my... why you'd like cocaine, too. <laughs> probably. <laughs> and that's why I've never tried it. Same. Same. Because <laughs> that would just be dangerous. Um, okay, so there's your fail. What's your win? So my win is off the back of that, yesterday I was just kind of in a weird headspace, and I thought to myself, I just need to shake things up a bit. So I'm hesitant to say it's a win because it's so new. It's literally day one. But one of the things that, I've always wanted to do or or part of the person I wanted to be was somebody who could get up super early and get a workout in first thing in the day. And so this is day one. And when I say super early, I mean, it literally means I woke up just after six and I was working (laughs) out by six 30, six 45. But that was early enough for me day one, but it felt good. Like it was good to shake things up today. Feels so different than any day over the last eight months. And I like that. And I needed that. I'm so glad that you did this. You have been talking about wanting to work out first thing in the morning forever. And I've always been so encouraging of it because I think I, I, when I, back when I used to work out, I would do it first thing in the morning and it was the best way to start my day. I love getting it out of the way. I love that it gets my endorphins going and I look forward to being more on that schedule at some point in my life. But I'm so happy that you are... Are you, you're doing it. Yeah. One day. That's yeah. fine. One all you all need is All you need is 20 more days and hopefully you'll create a solid habit. Is that science? I think 21 days makes like a decent habit. Yeah. I've, I've heard I that. I remember hearing that before, but I think that that's changed. I don't know. So any Listen, if you people, did it for three know. days, I would be proud. And I think that that would create some oh, that's sort gonna of a pattern. Oh, man. Okay. So my adulting wins and fails. Okay. Here we go. My win is that um, I am in my third trimester. Wow. Yeah. I didn't realize that until I went on one of the Pregnancy Plus apps or whatever the other day, and I hadn't been on it for a while, and um, and I saw third trimester. I think I'm actually a week into it at this point. But That's wow. kind of mind-blowing. Yeah. It is very mind like I can literally just think on that for a second. And you know what? I don't know if it's a mental thing, but it was like I saw that I was in my third trimester and then I started to feel more pregnant instantly. 
I was like, oh, wow, I think I'm more tired. I well, think you're, I'm... you're also, I mean, you're looking more pregnant. Oh, wow. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, sure. I am looking a lot more pregnant, feeling a lot more pregnant. Um, but there's some feelings that come along with that, that I don't even think I've talked to you about that. I just want to like, just get off. I'm not surprised by that. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I, I don't have time to talk to you. Right. Okay. So this is my time to talk to you. Here's where I'm at. Um, obviously I feel more pregnant, but I've also felt like this pregnancy in a weird way has been like, um, I don't, it's like, I want to say robbed, but it's not that it's been robbed. It's just that like, it's been overshadowed by so many other feelings and so many other things that are more important have been, you know, I hear a lot of people saying this these days. Um, I guess this can all be wrapped up into a fail cause it feels kind of like heavy, but, um, about people just feeling like they have to be careful of just everything because they're just they don't want to get sick they don't want to they don't want to die essentially so there's like all this like weird fear in the air and I've I've never felt that with pregnancy the one time I was pregnant with Gio (laughs) where I was just I was so excited there was so much joy around it all and it felt like this whole year I've gone in and out of being you know in my feelings and then fearing for like the unknown and then just feeling like the world was in a weird state of mind. And, um, it made me think a lot yesterday about how I really hope that this isn't my last experience being pregnant because it doesn't feel, I know it just doesn't feel like it is. It doesn't feel like I've like soaked it in enough yeah i understand that. or experienced it enough i hear you i understand all those those feelings i think a lot of people listening do um i feel you know obviously we're not all pregnant but in many ways feels like the time has been robbed from us or we haven't been able to be present or live the life we expected to be living at this point so i know with like all those factors it's definitely had a like a huge change in direction in terms of how you get to experience this pregnancy. But I also think, and don't lose sight of this, the biggest piece of all this is likely just having geo. Yeah. Because you don't have the time to even sit and, and like feel the physical things or, or think the feelings or think the thoughts um, like you would have with Gio when it was like literally just you hanging out and you got to like be in the pregnancy. Yeah, it's so true. With Gio, it's like, you know, I mean, you know, wild he is, is like literally hands on. Tw- if he's awake, you're hands on. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. No, I know. I know that's the biggest part of it all. Um, but it is weird, you know, because even the, the little time that I did have pregnant with Gio, I was able to like hang out with other moms that may have been pregnant or, you know, I was in those classes and, and it just kept me more in tuned with what was going on. And I feel like I have to force myself to like check the app or, you know, lay down and feel my belly and, you know, um, or even just take a picture. I feel like this is the one pregnancy I'll be like, whoa, I didn't even really take any pictures, you know, with Gio. It was like every week I couldn't wait to see the difference. Um, yeah. So let me so, ask you this. Yeah. Is there anything, you know, like taking pictures more often? Is, is there anything or things that would make you feel more present and more attached to it? Because, I mean, we could start today and we have until middle no, of February. No, no, I know. I'm I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I'm sure there is. Just like, um, 
more acknowledging it. Um, you know, I, I do really want to take some pictures. I feel like I don't want to look back or at least have my daughter look back and go, wow, mom, you did all these cool things for Gio while you were pregnant with Gio. And I didn't get really any of that, but it's just the circumstances we're in, you know? I mean, yeah, try explaining that for the first right? 10 years. There's no way. Like, there's this pandemic, and yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I couldn't leave, and we recorded from the car just to get a different change of atmosphere. Oh, my God. It's a bit chilly in here. It is, but it's refreshing. I don't care. I don't care. The fact that I'm looking at something a little different and we're doing something a little different is what I need yeah, more it's of. Nice, but my toes are cold. Okay. Um, should we take a quick break and come back with a little bit more storytelling from you, my friend? Yeah, from both of us, I think. Yeah. Can we give them a little teaser? Okay. So we lightly talked about this. Um, we feel like with all these new listeners and us heading into our second season of adulting, it'd be great to just give you guys a little more backstory on, you know. No, this that's too that's too vague. We, okay, we want to talk it. about taking risk and we want to share at least a story each about the biggest risk or one of the biggest risks we've ever taken and where that's landed us. I'm into it. Cool. We'll be right back. All right, everyone, sit tight and we'll be right back for some more adulting like a mother father. All right. So we all know that 2020 isn't playing by any of the usual rules, and that goes for holiday shopping, too. Between shipping delays and the mess of stress of in-store shopping experiences, there aren't great options. But our friends over at Movement Watches have made gifting easy. Movement makes clean and modern watches, blue light glasses, and really cute accessories. I know you guys see my necklace that I wear every single day and ask me about it. Um, They're great quality and style doesn't have to break the bank with movement. And that's why I think I love them the best. Um, They have a Black Friday sale. It's live right now. So you can go and get your holiday shopping with honestly the biggest sale of all time. Um, Black Friday is still going or is it just a holiday sale at this point? I guess at this point it's a holiday sale. Whatever. Call it whatever you want. It's the biggest sale of all time is what they're saying. And their watches, they seriously feel like they're... Four hundred, five hundred dollar watches. Like Andrew always jokes, the one that I wear. Yeah, it looks like a Rolex. I was gonna say if we can say that. Really nice watches. Yeah, the two tone. It's my favorite. Um, anyways, they sell them for a fraction of the price, and they're durable. They're great quality, and they're designed in house at their Los Angeles headquarters. Um, the other night I was in the bathtub. Okay, I wouldn't recommend you do this, but I was in the bathtub and I totally forgot to take my favorite watch off. Did you dunk it? I fully dunked that thing, and it was totally fine. It's still ticking like a charm. So, (laughs) Um, and then also their blue light glasses. I'm obsessed. They have some of the cutest little accessories to go along with everything, like for stacking on your wrist and cute little necklaces. Um, Absolutely love. So check out Movement's biggest sale of the year with fast, free shipping and free returns by going to mvmt.com/slash/adulting. All right, guys, we're back. Here's adulting like a mother father. All right, we're back. You want to start this off because I feel like you've put some thought into this. And I think that the risks that you've taken are a little bit more relatable in that, like, you didn't just fall onto a Nickelodeon TV show. (laughs) 
Yeah, but you didn't just fall onto a TV no, show. No, I know. No. I know. I don't know why I said that. If only people understood how hard it was to actually get. Not only to that, that, how place, many years but... were you in it before? Yeah. you got on that show. No, I know. I'm just saying, like practicality wise, I feel like you, in my eyes, had a much more traditional upbringing. What and are you, what are you saying? Go ahead, jump in. <laughs> uh, okay, so. Like I said, we want to talk about taking risk. I feel like it's it's been on my mind lately with the launch of Drew Coffee and feels like all the other little projects or ventures that we're a part of. Um, and it's as scary as it is, I think taking risk is a huge part of becoming an adult and, and being a, a seasoned adult. You know, risk comes in all forms. Uh, doesn't just have to do with money. It can do with location or relationships, yeah, relationships, all sorts of things. But without taking it, like you, you leave a lot on the table. Hold that thought real quick. Are you gonna get to a place? Because I heard you say location. Are you gonna circle back to potentially taking oh, risk yeah, in I regards could. to? I could. I could relocating. Because I, I did not know. I'll we just were drop gonna... it now. No. <laughs> so, like with this whole changing up the schedule thing, we just need to change. And I don't know if it's more me than you. It seems that way these days. But I just need some variety in my life. I need a new experience and a new adventure because that's like what makes me tick. When I'm doing the same things for too long, I'm just bored, and I start I start losing uh, uh, my drive and the purpose. For like, why we're even doing anything at all. Totally. You know? That landed hard right there, okay? Um, So we've been throwing around the idea, uh, and again, more so me right now, because when I got real about it, she backed off. But we've been throwing around the idea of living somewhere else. And uh, fortunately, we're in a position where ideally we would hold on to our property here, rent it out, and we would go just lease somewhere for, call it a three to six month commitment, just to get a feeling of what it's like mm-hmm. elsewhere. Oh my god! <laughs> I yeah. love the idea. No, no, I, I, I am wrapping my head around. And it. I, I explained it like that because I felt like when I said, "Look, if you just look at it as it's a short-term commitment, and if you hate it, we can leave. If you love it, you can extend it. You can just figure it out as you go." Totally. It doesn't feel so scary. Totally. And I think what also helps me wrap my head around it is that from March of this year to likely March or even later of next year, we've been essentially stuck in one place and not really taking many risks in that regard. And that already feels like in some way it's flown by. So somewhere new out of our comfort zone might be kind of refreshing and I'm just trying to sell it to myself right now. Depending on what it is, sometimes six months, even a year can sound like it's a long time but it's nothing no that's what i'm saying like we're already almost what is this nine ten months of this you know and it's it's going to be well over a year of you know we so in la we just got another stay-at-home order so our lockdown situation our quarantine situation has pretty much gone back to what we had in march where there was just a lot more stricter rules, um, yeah, you know, I mean, sugar taco. We, we literally can't even go eat at a restaurant outside. Yeah, sugar taco is closed for dining along with every other restaurant in Los Angeles. Um, and really, like, there's nowhere to take, this sounds super, like 
what I just there's nowhere to take Geo. Like I just want him to experience more. You know, you can't play at the parks because the jungle gyms are closed. Um, so it's kind of a weird thing. Like there's no like gymboree. There's no music classes. Nothing. Yeah, there's no nothing. Um, it's just kind of wild with him though because he you know obviously doesn't know any different at this point. But, no, I know. But we know that he's missing out on a lot. Yeah, for sure, for sure. You know, and, even if we were to go somewhere where the restrictions were still fairly tight, I mean, I think California is probably the tightest of all, except for, I think, New York, maybe a couple other places. Uh, LA's particularly tight restriction wise in California. Um, but even if we were to go somewhere else that has similar restrictions, at least, like, it's just a different experience and adventure oh for sure i mean that's what i'm getting at i'm not saying let's go somewhere else where there's like no rules at all obviously they're in place for a reason but i'm saying just to have a new scenery a new environment i guess you know throw us into a totally different situation yep yeah Yeah. so i love the idea of it all right i'm gonna still you know chew on it for a little bit longer so i want to hear some more of the risks that you're alluding to in terms of different parts of your adulthood yeah, well, there's there's several that come to mind. I think one of the the bigger ones that I took was just recently when Gio was born, and I resigned from a very secure job to just float into the world of entrepreneurship, being a new dad, like not getting any sleep, and just trying to figure out how I'm going to help us build a life uh, in this totally different way, right, with zero security. So that's that's one of the bigger ones. But I go back, she's almost ten years at this point to deciding to move to LA and um why well um, share with the class yeah so I went to Fresno State I met a group of guys uh one in particular that lived here in LA in the valley and uh I would come down all the time and hang out we'd go out to Lake Havasu and like I just spent a lot of time with him and down here and like I was 22 at the time and I was like, yeah, wow, this is so fun. Just you know? dating around, not even dating around, just hooking up all over the place, Mr. L.A. Anyways. <laughs> um, it's true. Anyways. It's true. Um, and maybe some of it, everybody has their fun. Okay. So uh, the point of the story was I, I spent a lot of time down here. I had a lot of fun. I just realized like. There, it just had a lot to offer, especially at that time in my life. Like, and there was so much opportunity. Now, leaving college, I was an accounting major, which I don't know why I did it, but I did it. Um, I had a job offer to move back up home to Sacramento with a, an accounting firm up there, and like the offer was like fifty something thousand dollars, right? Which at this point, you're like, okay, it's fifty thousand um, dollars, you know, which is still a lot of money, but that was the starting point. You know, when you're coming out of college, when you're fresh out of college and you're making, I was serving in a restaurant, making good cash, but like not, not 50 grand a year, you know, you go like, oh my gosh, 50 grand a year, this is going to be life changing. I can drive a Beamer. (laughs) (laughs) I can have my own apartment. Like you're thinking all these crazy things, right? Um, so I had the, I had the security up there. I had nothing down here, nothing except for my buddy, Mike, who's the one that lived down here said, you can come crash with me. So long story short. I decided to forego the job offer up there to come down here for what I thought was a world of opportunity. I thought that I had a small role in this story. I'll get to that. She also had a small role in this opportunity. <laughs> we had met 
basically virtually. Yes. Like two months prior to me coming down here, three months, um, through a friend who now my buddy Mike is married to, coincidentally. Um, And so we started talking. She initially connected us on Facebook. And we chatted there for a while. We might have said the story. We chatted there for a while. I moved to texting. Uh, and then I was traveling before I actually moved to L.A. I went on a, a school, like abroad trip, and then came back. And when I was abroad, um, I took another chance, another risk, and said, let's let's video chat for the first time. I'm so glad you made time for me in between your abroad girls. That has nothing to do with it. <laughs> I could. I wasn't even seeing the day before like eleven o'clock, and I got up, <laughs> got myself together. <laughs> okay, this is what I have to deal with, guys. Um. So yeah, so I set up this this. Uh, it wasn't Facetime at the time, whatever it was. Skype. I didn't know how Skype. to use it. <laughs> and this girl flakes on me. I was at an audition. No, you weren't. I sure the heck. No, was. you forgot about it. Okay, but I, that's lie. why though. I was leaving an audition for the new girl. I remember this vividly. You can Skype on your phone. I never had used Skype. So you know how I am now that you've been with me for almost 10 years? I procrastinate. I only know how to learn things within five minutes of the meeting. Right. Okay. So long story short, she flakes on me. Um, But I take more risk. I keep on coming because I'm really interested. She seemed interested. She just flakes on me like when it got real. And... uh, so, yeah. So, again, long story short, she was part of it. Uh, we had met prior to me actually moving down here. And, like, I was very interested. She was interested. And that part was really exciting to me. So that was definitely one of the reasons. But when I moved down, I mean, we didn't even connect face-to-face for at least a couple of weeks. Was it really that long? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I'm just, you, I, you know what it was? I was letting you settle into your couch. Oh, all right. Okay, so that's you, the like, big part of the story. So I moved to L.A., <laughs> I, I um, left the job offer back home. I moved to LA to sleep on my buddy's couch for two months. Yep. I had no job, no nothing. His parents owned a hardwood flooring business. I uh, They were gracious enough to let me work for them. I did that for about three weeks. I met somebody at a, a temp staffing agency. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, it wasn't long after that that I got my first temp accounting job, which was awful. It was $12 an hour or something like that. Awful. Um, I then had another buddy from Fresno State who was in our same circle who had moved down at the same time as me, and he was sleeping on one of our other friends' couches. And about, what was that, uh, two months in, three months in, he's like, man, I'm ready to get an apartment. Do you want to get one? And I'm like, oh, of course, I have to now. <laughs> so we move into this apartment, like my rent, Back in Fresno was never more than just over 400 bucks. This first place here was, my share was like 850 bucks. And I was like, oh, wow, how am I going to do this on $12 an hour? Yeah. But I do it. I literally pay my rent and my bills have nothing left over. So to make another long story short, I grinded for, I mean, that was a year there. And then I ended up getting on with the same accounting firm that offered me a job back up in Sacramento because they merged with a firm here. Coincidentally, I got on there a year after moving here and then grinded because LA is expensive. So even if like, let's say you're making 50 grand, it feels like nothing here because it all goes to rent and bills and yada, yada. Mm -hmm. But I grinded. So I moved here with, with nothing. And two weeks in on my buddy's couch, um, I was probably being a little dumb with my money. I literally had 
$13 in my checking account. And you took me to half off sushi. Was it half off? That's right. You're half lucky. There was sushi. one down the street that was 60% off. <laughs> you must have really liked me. More adulting like a mother father when we come back. Express. It's all new and all about you. Check out the new holiday styles, gifts, and best deals of the season. I personally love clothes that not only feel comfortable, but make me feel confident. That is where I feel like I do my best. I don't want to be, you know, stiff and just uptight. I want to feel like I'm cozy and comfy, but also look the part. Okay. We're all on zoom these days. You want to be like comfy and cute. Express has it all covered, okay? They've got quality clothes that you can literally throw together with anything in your closet right now. They have these super soft jeans. They're made with this extra soft and super stretchy fabric. They're as comfy as your favorite sweats. I love them. They've got tops. They've got all kinds of cute essentials. Do not miss out on some of the good deals they've got going on right now. Express you express yourself this holiday and shop with the best deals on new styles and gifts now in stores or online at express.com. Now back to adulting like a mother father. Um, you know, it wasn't, it certainly wasn't overnight and it certainly hasn't even happened yet, but I grinded for eight years doing jobs that I didn't really love. And that's what made them awful because you did say like it was awful and I made $12 an hour. $12 an hour isn't the issue. It was because you didn't love what you were doing. Yeah. And I was, I was, uh, money driven at the time. I'd still say I am, mm-hmm. you know, and like you come down here and it's just this, this crazy lifestyle and it's like hard not to see houses and cars and all that. And like, you want to be part of it. Mm-hmm. You certainly can't do it at $12 an hour, <laughs> you know? So, um, yeah, that's, that's one of the big risks that comes to mind is, is I, I let go of security to chase what I saw as a bigger picture. And, um, I took many steps back for years. I mean, I was with you and I got to experience awesome things with you, but I, I've always, until this day, I've looked at yours as yours and mine is mine. I'm happy to share mine, but I don't look at yours as mine. Yeah. And that's on you. Because no, it's I, not a it's not a dig on no, you. No, no, no. I know, I know. But I just want to, you know, yeah. I've always felt like you were the one, and that if there was anyone I was going to share whatever I made or whatever I had, it would have been you. Yeah. Um, but you have a lot of pride, and I have so much respect for that because I I have to say I'm the same way. I wouldn't even take money from my own parents. Like, yeah. So I get it. Yeah. So that's that's you know. If anybody's looking for any guidance at this point in their life, if there's there's a cliff that you got to jump off of to even if you're taking 10 steps backwards to get ultimately to the life that you, you dream of or the bigger picture that you see, go for it. Yeah, because there's no better time than now. Every every day you wait, every month, every year that you wait just makes it harder to do it. One hundred percent. I was going to say it's weird because I think I've always had a personality that liked taking risks that really enjoyed new experiences and I always saw opportunity as like just something I was always driven by um and the older I've gotten and now that we have you know a baby and one on the way like I am much more calculated 
in my risks when when we were toying with the idea of possibly relocating, meaning like out of California, away from our families in a whole new world from what we're used to, um, further away from any acting jobs and things like that, that would have been convenient. I I was excited. I'm like, you know what? Why the heck not? And then the more real it became, the more I kept thinking, okay, well, you have a family. You can't. It's a different. There's a different thought process. Would you agree? Yeah. Where it's just like you're putting them first. And, you know, what's best for Gio? Gio, you know, not that he has a ton going for him here. We stay at home all day. so He's got us. He has us and we're the coolest thing that he could have. But, no, I'm saying, like, it's not as though I think this year particularly has proven to us that we don't have as as much roots here outside of our family than we thought we did. And I think that brings me to, like, a risk that I took, you know, because had I relied more on acting at this point, you know, for my income, I would be a lot more tied down to being in LA. Yeah. But one of the biggest risks I ever took was investing in myself and in companies that I believed in to create some source of, you know, income and stability outside of acting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's financially smart. One of the worst things that you can do with money is let it sit as cash or let it sit in a bank account, right? Yeah. Where you're you're actually technically losing every year with inflation. Yeah, that's true. Right? You got to make money to then put it to work for you. So yep. it's not going bye-bye. It's just in somebody else's hands for a little while. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm so happy I did it because um, when I was younger... I always felt like I had this threshold that I liked to see in my bank account. And when it would get to that threshold, I would start to think, well, what can I do with like the over, uh, what is it, surplus of whatever Mm -hmm. was in there? And what that's forced me to do is to always get to that number and then invest in something. And then you, you almost forget about it because you're used to just pushing forward to try to get back to that number. Yeah. It gives you something to work towards. Because uh, if you feel like you have so much or not even so much, if you have like enough cushion, you just seem to get more comfortable or at least that's how I operate. And so I like to force myself to think outside of the box or, you know, hustle so that I can get to that number all the time. Yeah, well, I get it. I mean, that's I think that's one of the things that I admire about you is you're not you're not afraid to work for what you want. Oh, thank you. You know? Yeah, I think it's what we said yesterday. Remember we were talking about how it's like, what is there to get like that excited about these days? And for me, it sounds whatever it sounds. I always feel like I have to like preface something with, but it's not, it's just for me. I, I feel like what gets me excited is work. You're money driven. I am. I I like, I don't, I understand where your head goes before you even say that. And we've talked about this before. Like, uh, having Chris Harder on and developing a you know relationship with him and, and seeing him as a mentor when it comes to business and financial things has changed my mindset on that. Like, I just feel like there's no reason to be ashamed for wanting money. I don't think there is a reason to be ashamed for that at all. Because I think if you were to ask anyone, anyone, they would agree that they work because they like to have security, that they like to yeah. have certain things or take care of their family or whatever. Um, I think what I worry about what people 
like perceive that as is someone who um, is just selfish or who does isn't a, in touch with like people who may not be in that same situation. Yeah, but here's the thing: or, I, I don't think it's selfish at all because if you're if you're willing to put in the work for it and you're a good person, then you can only do more good things when you make more money. Don't you think that's my biggest driving force? Absolutely. Oh but that's what I'm gosh. saying. That, like, I think a lot of us probably feel this way because especially if you have this mindset where you may be the first one in your family to think outside the box and like to be driven by that and want more and to be able to do things for people. It's easy to feel sort of constricted by those feelings of, well, I don't need that much. Like, should we all have the same? Should it be equal? Whatever. Like, I think it's no, it's if you're willing to work for it, there's no reason that you need to feel bad about that because the more that you can do, the more that you can make, like the more good that you can do in the world. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think that the right people making good money is or like the good people making a good amount of money is yeah. the best way to go because there are a lot of people that are very selfish and that don't know how to give back or don't know how to put their money to use so that it can help like a bigger purpose. That's that's when it gets a little clunky for me. You know, there are people that I feel like just don't necessarily need all that wealth and that they should very well like share with people yeah. around them or they should be forced to. <laughs> yeah. I know yeah. that sounds bad. It's, it's just tricky like, though. It's tricky because that's not really like the, that's not really like the foundation of capitalism and whether or not you believe in capitalism, like, like how do you put a cap on somebody who's figured something out that the rest of us haven't? Like how come they can't capitalize on that? You know, or somebody yeah. who's, willing to work harder or work smarter than everybody else. Like how come they can't benefit from that? No, I agree. You know, I, I think know, there's definitely, fair. there's definitely people with way too much money that they couldn't spend in a lifetime that like generations to come can't even spend. And it's just ridiculous. Like how far the discrepancy is. That's, that's what I'm talking about. Like there is way too much poverty worldwide. There are way too many people that can't even eat or can't even have the means to find good quality food. Like in that regard, we, there are on the other spectrum, there are so many people that could be helping out to balance that all out. And that needs, I don't know. I want to figure that out. And I, I don't know. I'm so far from being able to help the world in that, on that scale, but yeah. Um, it's certainly something I would love but if to those do. Are, you know, if those are goals of yours, like uh, no matter the capacity of uh, like at which you could help, mm -hmm. the more that you can make, the more that somebody like you would do for other people. No, I, I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I feel like we've had so much time to think and dwell on things mm -hmm. this year. Um, sometimes I literally get lost in my thoughts and, for anyone who's listening who's like, wow, they have literally covered 80 million different <laughs> topics. This is how it's, this is 2020. This is okay? car talk, baby. <laughs> this is car talk in 2020. We're just trying to get through the day, but also save the world and figure out how to find some genuine happiness here. Yeah. You know, you know, what's also challenging is you say save the world and it just makes me think like, I think you and I have hearts to do as much as we can. But then there's this other voice that pops in every once in a while, like, like you, you can't, you can't 
save everything. Like you can't touch it all. No, I know. You know what I mean? And like when you have that kind of mind or that, that heart, it's hard to find the right balance because like you're driven, you want things and like, you know, I'm sure you could admit that selfishly part of that is, is for you so that you can have nice things and have the experiences you want and be able to provide for yourself and your family. And then part of you is like, Oh, I want to be able to help as many people as possible. It's just that balance of like, yeah, between the selfishness and, and willingness to do and to give for others. Yep. You know? And then like, it's probably, this probably sounds so jumbled, but it's like the second you start feeling like, Oh, you know, I, I want, I want these things. This voice comes in and goes like, well, you don't need that. There's somebody else that, that needs more. So take what you have and give it there. You couldn't have said that better. I felt like it didn't make any sense. At no, all. no, I followed you. Cause that's, I get that. That's one. Ugh. I struggle with that myself. It's like one day I think it's perfectly okay to treat myself to something. And then the next day I think that's absolutely ridiculous. Cause I don't need it. It's not a necessity. And I could either use that money to make more money so that I can share with other people in the future or put back into a business that does good. Yeah. Um, it's like you could drive yourself crazy. This is like the smallest example but i got on my computer yesterday and was trying to find a bookshelf for geo's room okay this what did you call it um it's it's, uh paralysis by analysis okay so i'm completely paralyzed which is what i think that sums up it's like completely paralyzed by decisions when it comes to buying anything and i don't know where this has come from and why it's happening to me at this point in my life but i could not find a bookshelf because i was too busy comparing prices and everything else you could imagine we're in like we're perfectly capable of just picking out a bookshelf and purchasing it um but because i have so I, I I guess now for some reason, the older I've gotten, like I have put a little bit more weight on where our money goes and how it's utilized. I care so much more about, you know, I get it. These purchases. I get it. Like I literally only spend money and give myself permission to like be completely frivolous when it comes to like the necessities for us, like our food and good water and, you know, things that keep us healthy and 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 that but like outside of that i don't i don't give ourselves the leeway to like i don't know live our best lives and yeah spend on things this makes me think about our house like the inside decoration stuff <laughs> well we could probably easily do most of what we want to do yeah we just don't we just don't we just don't <laughs> don't go anywhere we'll be right back in a few with more adulting like a mother father Support for this podcast comes from Pluto TV. If you guys need an escape, drop in to Pluto TV for a world of free TV. Stream hundreds of channels and thousands of movies and shows all for free. Yeah, free. No subscriptions, no fees. You guys, imagine 24-7 channels of Narcos, CSI, Star Trek, Survivor, and everything else from hit movies to binge-worthy TV shows, the latest news, live sports, comedy, and more. What are you waiting for? Download the free Pluto TV app for Android, iPhone, and Roku. And Fire TV, start streaming now. Pluto TV, drop Drop in, in, watch watch free. free. Do you guys own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. We know. (laughs) You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. 
Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. Yeah, that's right. And it's a good thing too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. All right, guys, we're back. Here's adulting like a mother father. I don't like wasting money at this point. I, you know, I wasn't, I, I grew up on frugality. Me right? too. So I know how to not spend it, but I'm trying to shift that mindset a bit, a bit and just be more strategic with money. Uh, but that frugality piece like never goes away. And it's like, even at this point, if I don't need it and I'll ask myself two, three times, do I really need this? Mm-hmm. If the answer is no, I don't buy it. I'm so you know, but I did need some fresh white low top converse (laughs) and I did buy those. But here's the thing. I probably looked at two or three different websites for those and looked around for coupons and whatever. Yeah, of course. Because you should. That's a smart shopper. I don't blame you. I I am that that customer. And I think what's interesting about being that customer is then being on the flip side and being on the business side and Mm -hmm. having to realize, well, what would it take to sell yourself Okay. A lot. Have you thought about that? I've literally thought about that more in the last few days as we've like tried to, you know, capitalize for lack of better words on like Black Friday, small shopping Saturday and Cyber Monday. It's like we're trying to sell to the people who are holding on to their money for mm-hmm. dear life. Yep. And like, I think it's perfectly fine. I went on my story and I, I shared a few like small shops that I was passionate about. Of course, our own businesses that were behind. And I am like the first person to say like, listen, if you don't have it or you don't feel passionate about it, you don't want to spend your money, please do not. I'm never going to be that person or that influencer who is trying to like sell you on things mm-hmm. um, because myself included, I don't even want to spend the money. Yeah, but here's the thing. I, I, it's just popped in my head. I, I don't think people spend their money if they don't want to. Totally. Because when yeah. you're buying something, even though somebody's giving you their money, it's it's an exchange of value for value, right? Yeah, yeah. So like, you know, take Take Kinder Beauty, right, as an example. Well, Kinder Beauty is like a great it's example. It's a great example for you. No, because it is so much value. No, I know, I know. But outside of that, it's like people get a feeling by getting that box. And yeah. like people get a feeling by using their products. And like, you know, they put certain things on and make themselves feel a certain way. And like that's absolutely worth what they pay for it. But also it's a different category because self-care is so much deeper yeah. than anything else. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? No, it's like coffee. It's basically self-care. Okay, but coffee is a necessity. That's true. That goes in like the food. Like that's what gets me through the day. That's what perks me up when I need to. Okay, know. okay. So let's take this as an example. And then we're going to we're gonna cut out of here because I think we're just blabbing now. Okay. But <laughs> I need, um, you know, this is a very sad story. Our espresso machine's basically gone out on us. Ugh. And we've been doing like uh, French press, French presses for the last three days, which are they're nice. Okay, they're nice. They're not as good as pulling a delicious honey-like shot of espresso, but they're nice. Um, so I'm looking at other machines right now, and there's this this new brand. I'm not going to share it yet because I want to show you guys because it's really sexy that I found. And the machine's like fifteen hundred. The grinder's like four hundred, and better believe I've thought about that for like two months now. <laughs> But like I'm I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it, right? And I'm handing them my money, which I don't love, I'd rather have it. But the value that I get from that yeah. is worth it. 
Yeah, you're so right. I get that. When you spend money on something that you are excited about, that makes you feel a certain way, that maybe like helps you approach your day or days better. Oh, yes. It's you like our to- it. toaster oven, right? Mm-hmm. We were going to use, like, we had a toaster oven. We couldn't, like literally couldn't get the door open. It would only open like two inches, right? <laughs> this is how tongs. janky we are sometimes. We were grabbing stuff out <laughs> with tongs. <laughs> Toast and waffles. We literally squeeze uh-huh. the tongs in uh-huh. to get the food out because I was too cheap. You have to, to do buy it like what, what was that board it? game operation? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, literally not touch the sides. <laughs> so we needed it, and we held off for I don't know, weeks. We didn't get a toaster oven, right? You can go on Amazon and spend fifty bucks and get yourself a, a, a very fine toaster oven that'll show up next day. Yes, right? yeah, sure. But we didn't do that. Not no. this time around. No. Not for the toaster oven. No. Not for the thing we use every single day. That's not only the do we thing. that's the value. We use that literally multiple times every single day. It was yep. more than worth it to spend on a very nice toaster oven. We got a beautiful toaster oven, you guys. And and for anyone listening, we don't have a microwave. So when we say we use this every single day, we reheat things on the daily in that beautiful toaster oven. It was so worth it. Mm-hmm. So the moral of the story, everyone, take risk. take risk where you feel like it, it feels good in your bones and your soul. And like, it might not even feel good. It really might to not. Andrew, just honestly, it's when scary you listen as hell to this sometimes. show, just mute me and listen to Andrew. No, I, I'm just saying, no, I, no, no, I, I have enough serious. experience, you know, it doesn't feel good, but that's where the growth and that's where the, the the experiences that you get to tell, like when you think about the end of your life, like the stories that you want to be able to tell, that's where it comes from. You know, it doesn't come from sitting in your house in the same neighborhood and at the same, at the same job, unless you love it, you know, with, with the same people for your whole life. It's too comfortable. Yeah. You know, all the exciting stuff comes from diving into the uncomfortable and that's what taking risk is. So I dove into LA and like, Look where I'm at now. I wouldn't, I, I couldn't picture this 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, I resigned from my job a year ago, a, a great job that I worked really hard for. And I literally renegotiated a, a sick deal for myself a month or two months before I ended up resigning. Like I'm in a place now where I'm still financially trying to figure out how I maintain that level and go above and beyond. I get so much time with Gio. I get way more time with you. Like I have the mental freedom to think about the things and the projects that I want to do or might want to do. My time is available. I can work out whenever I want, you know, it goes on and on and on. But like, that's what comes from taking risk, Mm -hmm. you know, and you, the thing is whatever plan you have in place, that's great. You should be planning, but it's going to go haywire. Yeah. And that's where the cool, like, even though it gets difficult, that's where the cool stuff comes out of because you keep figuring it out step after step. And like you end up in a place three months after, six months after, three years later where you're like, damn, I did this, you know? And, and it like also breeds so much confidence because it makes you feel like things aren't scary anymore and you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Mic drop. kidding guys but but seriously take risk i i i'm so glad that you are on this show on my show adulting like a mother father thank you for being my co-host um thank you for bringing so much insight um i just yeah every time you you speak and i think like hopefully everyone can take something away from this but like i i internalize a lot of it um 
And even though I feel like I'm a risk taker, I certainly have taken the backseat in the risk department. Mm -hmm. So maybe, maybe it's time. We're moving. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode of Adulting Like a Mother Father. New shows drop every Tuesday on the Direct Message Network on Podcast One.